If you want to leave, you can go ahead and leave right now. You just saw the word for the year is the word move. We've been operating under the word for this last year, the word transformation, and it's been a great word. It was such a big word for a former athlete such as myself. I said, God, please give me something smaller, something I can wrap my mind around a little bit easier, right? The word move. Church, I believe that it's time for a move. I shared with you earlier that I believe that in the midst of what we've been experiencing here on earth, that God has already been at work in the heavenlies. And that there's been something that he's been orchestrating and, and, and doing, even though we've not been able to see it and maybe even being unaware of it. I believe now it's time to move. You look that word up, move in the dictionary, you're going to find things like this. Move means to go in a specified direction or a certain manner. When you move, you change position. When you move, you make progress. Move means to change or cause a change. Move means to influence or prompt someone to do something. We need a move of God, do we not? And it's time for us to move, to make progress, to make headway, to advance, to develop, to take action, to take some steps. It's time for some of us just to move, just to do something to take some initiative. It's time for us to shake and upset and to disturb some things in our culture. It's time for us to bring some inspiration and to stimulate and to motivate and maybe even just provoke and influence. Church, it's time to move. It's time to move. And do you agree with me that we need a move of God himself? We need a move of God. I don't know if there's anyone that's watching or listening today that would say, you know what? I love the state of our country right now. I I sat last night with a gentleman from Cameroon and had dinner with him. And he was just going on and on and on about how much he loves the United States. And I'm going, man, can I just bottle you up and take you with me? Because I need some of you in other dark places around our nation right now. We need a move of God. Are you with me today, church? You know, one of the seven characteristics of living things is this ability to move. Now, while, while plants can, can move only parts of their organisms, we as human beings have the ability to, to move all parts of who we are. There, there, there's something that, that, that we possess called locomotion. Locomotion allows us to move from point A to point B. This is important because if we were, were, were not able to move, if, if, if we were stable as human beings, if we couldn't progress or, 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 or move from, from one place to another, we, 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 would, we would begin to suffer. We wouldn't be able to go out and find the supplies and resources that we need. You know, you, 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 you thought the, the deficiency in toilet paper products over the last few, few months was bad. If you couldn't find food, if you couldn't find shelter, we would begin to wither and eventually we would, we would die. Watch some of those survivor type shows like Alone when they're going out trying to find shelter or food and when they can't find a slug to chew on, 
they begin to tap out because they know. See, movement is an important part of our lives physically, is it not? But I want you to know that movement is also an extremely important part of our Christian life as well. It's important. When when we as an individual stop moving spiritually, we begin to deteriorate. When a church, a spiritual institution or a spiritual organization begins not to move, it begins to become content and complacent. Lethargy sits in and that church begins to perish. It's extremely important for us in the Christian life to move. After all, what we're involved with is, is a journey, is it not? We, 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 are, we, we, are in, we are moving towards a destination. God's desire is for us to move. So many of us, I wonder if we desire that. We need a move. The emu, say emu. Limu, emu. And Doug, right? Remember that commercial? The emu is known for its speed, covering as much as nine feet when it's running full throttle. The emu is the only bird that has calf muscles. It's the only bird that has calf muscles. The emu, though, cannot walk backwards. It can only move forward. There you go. Drop the mic moment right there, right? Some of you, that's all you're going to remember. Let me tell you about the kangaroo. The kangaroo has this hopping motion that they call saltation. It means to leap. The, 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 the kangaroo is a powerful animal. They, 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 they push off with, with both of their legs, and, and they use that tail of theirs for, 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 for balance. And as that kangaroo leaps forward, the combination of those muscular legs, those big feet, and that incredible tail, it helps that kangaroo move forward effectively. But again, a kangaroo can only move forward. It cannot move backward. I believe that God has created you and me to be an emu. And a kangaroo. God has designed you and me as human beings to move forward. We we, we are not to move backwards. We we are to constantly be be, be forward bounding. We are to, to keep stepping forward, not stepping back. I believe not even looking back. We are to constantly be progressing from point A to point B. The Christian life is this constant process of moving forward. And the moment we stop moving forward, we will start moving backward. Where are you today? Are you moving forward in your faith? Can you look and see some, some progress? Have you moved from point A? Are you, are you on your way? Have you made it to point B yet or C or D, whatever that is for you? 
Have you moved from, from, from where you were January 1 to, to, to the 22nd today? Is that what today is? October? What is today? 20, 25th. Yeah, I'm behind. See, I've got to catch up. But, but have you made any progress this year? But hey, listen, come on, it's different. Come on, have you moved over the last 10 months? Is there any forward progress taking place in your life? We were made to move. We were made to move forward, to continually progress and go to the next level. Wouldn't it be great if, 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 if somehow in this thing called the Christian life, we, we finally reached the destination, that, that, that we reached that plateau, that pinnacle moment where, where we had it all figured out, where we knew it all. There was nothing left for us to grow in and, and, and learn. And I, in that same dinner that I shared last night with, with my new friend from Cameroon, we, we were celebrating a man that had, had just received his doctorate degree. The, the, the speaker looked at me, the MC said, this gentleman's receiving his PhD. And he looked at me and says, maybe you have one. I said, I don't, I just have the D. I made several of those. D was for degree for me growing up, but it was different than what we were honoring this gentleman for last night. This gentleman for 28 years has been working towards the pinnacle moment last night that we celebrated and honored. But he was not content at year 12, like some of us may have been when we graduated and got that high school diploma. He wasn't even content the next four years or, or two more with that master's degree. Man, he pursued the higher level. He was constantly moving forward. We never reach the plateau. We never reach the pinnacle. There is always something new. God wants us to continue to grow. He wants us to continue to move forward. There's always something for us until we are safe in his arms. We were created to move. You know, the God that we worship today that you've sang to this morning, and by the way, you sound great, and I'm sure those of you watching us online sound absolutely incredible today as well. The God that we worship today is also a God who moves. You know that, right? Think about what we know of God. Well, we know that he created something out of nothing. That there was a time in history in which God created everything and put it in its place and in motion, right? We know that he's a God who moves because we know that, that he left heaven's throne and he came to earth in the form of a baby born in a manger. That baby's name was Jesus. Jesus was basically God with flesh on. And he walked amongst us and he taught and he performed signs and wonders. We know that even today that, 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 that God is on the move because it's his spirit that is still loosed and present with us. I don't know if you felt God moving in this room and, or where you're located today, but, but God is a God who moves, is he not? And as you read his word, you're going to find time and time again this idea that we should constantly be moving forward. In fact, the Apostle Paul, if there ever was any man in history that, that probably could have said, you know what, I have reached the pinnacle. I've learned everything there's possibly to learn. I know some stuff. It would be this man, Paul. 
But look what he says to us in Philippians chapter three about this idea of constantly moving forward. Beginning in verse 12, Paul says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I, what does he say? I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I have Um, But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking where? Forward to what lies ahead. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling me. God is a God who moves. All throughout the covers of the Bible, we find people that moved with God. I think of the children of Israel, 400 years in slavery. God says, it's time for you to move. I'm taking you to a land known as the promised land, but they moved. God calls Abraham, Abraham, I want you to go to a place that I will show you. He didn't even have the coordinates. He didn't know where the next Bucky's was gonna be on that journey. But I want you to go to a place. Abraham, pack up. It's time to move. Noah, I want you to take action. Noah, it's about to rain. I need you to build a boat. (laughs) Nehemiah, I need you to build a wall. What about the wise men? There was a star that led them, and what did they do to that star? They followed it. They moved to where the star led them, to where the Christ child was. What about those 12 known as the disciples who had families and careers and things? When Jesus says, come Follow me, what did they do? They followed him. They moved with this new rabbi, Jesus. What about the early church? We've been talking about the church over the last six weeks. And and what about the church? We know that the church gathered, but the church did what? They also scattered. They moved with the faith that they possessed, performing signs and wonders in the communities and villages in which the Spirit led them. Move. Go. Take action. Arouse. Stimulate. Listen, if, if, if there was a new phrase that I could add to God's word, I would probably say, God would probably say, motion is lotion. We need to move so that we can not only survive, but thrive as well. The moment we stop moving as individuals, the moment we become sedentary, we begin to atrophy, do we not? I've seen it time and time again personally. People reach a certain age and they kind of commit. You remember the old Country Time Lemonade commercial, the old gentleman sitting on the front porch in the rocking chair just drinking the... Wouldn't that be great if life was like... I don't know if I'll ever get there. But man, I, just, I see so many people in our culture today that, that they stop using their mind or they stop using their gifts. 
They stop, they stop moving and, and, and they begin to atrophy. I see churches that, that forget why they're called to existence. I see churches that forget who their, their leader is and, and they, they don't follow him. And they get comfortable. And spiritual complacency sets in. And man, it is eating us up. But God is a God who wants us to move. Listen, I don't know what this next year holds for you. I'm not gonna step out on a limb and say, I believe this. But here's what I do know. God wants to do a new thing in your life. I, I, I believe that, that God wants to take you from where you're at this 25th day of October and he wants to see some progress, some shifts, a new, he wants to take you to a new level. And I believe that God wants that for you. And can I just encourage you with something? Don't settle for where you are. It's time for you to go to the next level. The reality is that many of us are stuck in the same place, aren't we? We're stuck right where we've always been. Our lives haven't changed. Some of you, 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 we are creatures of habit. I know that everybody says, man, I long for a new thing. I I want a disruption. I want something new. We, we we, We want those changes and disruptions and new things that we still have a little control over, don't we? As long as we can still figure it out and control it in some form or fashion, we're okay with that, right? But some of us, let's just be honest, we're stuck, are we not? You're stuck in life. You're stuck in the same career. Your, your family situation is still the same. You've been praying about it. You've been longing for a breakthrough and for whatever, but you're still stuck. You know, some of you still are stuck with, with financial issues that you've been battling and dealing with for a long time. Some of you are still battling the same health issues that you've been saying every year, dead gummit, every year, January the 1st, we're going to get fit. You spend buttloads of money on new workout gear. Do you not? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Strike that from the video. <laughs> But, um, um, but, but, but we don't ever move. We don't ever change. We have good intentions, but we don't really want to move and to progress. Listen, God's desire for your life is that you not remain stagnant. He's not a stagnant God. You all affirmed and you said, amen, when I said, God is a God who moves. Remember in Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan is on the move. He's moving. In church, you individually, he wants you to move as well. He wants to see a breakthrough in your finances and in your career and in your home. He wants to see a breakthrough in your health this year. He wants to move you to another level. Move. Move move. Key verse for me for this idea of move this year and something I hope that you'll commit to memory. Do you memorize the word of God? Come on, it's important. The psalmist would say, thy word have I hid in my heart so I might not sin against you. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19, God says, for I'm about to do something. Come on, I'm going to do something. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Come on, that's a good God, isn't it? Israel, remember, remember what I did in the wilderness? I made a pathway for you. Remember that body of water in the Red Sea? Come on, uh uh-uh. That's just an opportunity for me to show you some stuff. (laughs) 
Some of you right now may be in the wilderness and you may say, I need God to do, make a pathway for me. It's hard. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Guys, listen, God wants to do a new thing in your life. But if you cannot perceive it, as it says in Isaiah 43, if you can't see it, if you can't recognize it, I'm telling you, you're gonna miss your season of increase. You're gonna miss your season of moving to that next level. Listen, I don't believe that God just wants to to bless you with, with secondhand newness. He wants to give you top shelf, top notch movement this year. Will you move with him? I, I referred to, I shared with you about the children of Israel lived 400 years in slavery uh, under Pharaoh there in, in, in Egypt. And you remember when God sends Moses and after the plagues, how many plagues, by the way? 10, 7, 12, 32. Study the book of Exodus and maybe I'll ask that same question next week and you'll remember it, okay? And finally, God sends them, delivers them from Pharaoh's captivity and leads them through the wilderness. They're headed towards the promised land. Things were going okay off and on. You know, what are we going to eat? Manna. Great. We love manna. But after day about 100, I guess it gets old, right? There's only so much you can do with unleavened bread, right? Um, they get to the Red Sea. And remember what happens there? Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do now? Not because there's necessarily just an imposing body of water in front of them, but what did they do? They looked backwards, and who was coming? Pharaoh's armies, weren't they? We're doomed. And I love in Exodus chapter 14, um, they said, you know, Moses, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Why did you bring us out here? Just, did you bring us out here just so that we would dig our own graves out here in the desert? It would be better for us if we would just return and go back to slavery in Egypt. That's where they were. You don't have this, but I'm just going to read it to you. In verse 15, Moses calls out to the Lord. He's saying, God, what, 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 what am I to do now? I've got disgruntled people, millions of them. I've got a body of water in front of me. And the Lord speaks in the midst of Moses' distress. And he will speak to yours as well. Look at what the Lord says. The Lord said to Moses in Exodus 14, verse 15, you don't have this, trust me. He says this, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. And this is the part that you know. God told Moses, pick your staff up and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so that the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And of course, we've seen, you know, the Charlton Heston moment on, on, on ABC, that five-hour marathon movie. We know what happens. The water's part. But I love this part where God says, stop crying out to me. It's time for you to start moving. Listen, I, I am a big fan of prayer. I love prayer. This house is a house of prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. But my concern is this. Some of us have been praying too long, and God is saying, I want you to move. I want you to take a step towards that breakthrough. You're praying for a miracle in your marriage? Well, do something about it. I am God, and I can do anything, but I'm just expecting you to have a children of Israel moment and take a step and move. Breakthrough in your finances, breakthrough in that relationship with your child. Hey, breakthrough at work. Come on, it's time for us 
to move. Quit crying about your breakthrough and move towards it. Move towards it. Claim it. God is saying, church, it's time to take a move. Stop settling for where you are now and move to another level. It's the will of God for you to do so. So here's what's gonna happen around here because it's time for us to move as a church. It's time for us to see a move in our personal spiritual growth. It's time for you to own that move. It's time for us to go to the next level and to move in implementing our spiritual gifts. It's time for us to move when it comes to our missions reach, both locally and globally. We like to say global. It's time for us to see a shift and move when it comes to campus expansion and our reach. It's time for us to see a move of God when it comes to relationships that need to be healed. Racial biases and prejudices, those walls have got to fall. It's time for us to see marriages healed and restored. It's time for us to see a move when it comes to us being evangelists. It's time for us to see a shift and go to a whole nother level when it comes to making disciples. It's time for your family's health to change and shift and become what God wants it to be. It's time for us to see a move when it comes to the passion for ministry that God is planted within you. Church, it's time for a move. We're not going to settle for where we're at right now. We're going to the next level. Are you with me today? Breathe. It's hard when you're overweight and having to say things like that. I love these words that Jesus gave his disciples when he sent them out. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said, he sent his 12 harvest hands. I love how the message puts that. He sent his 12 harvest hands. Have you ever seen yourself as God's harvest hands? Oh, you're worth something. You're valuable to him. You are the harvest hands of Jesus. Jesus said this to his harvest hands before he sent them out. He said, don't begin by traveling to some far off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try to be dramatic by taking some public enemy on. Go to the lost, the confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously. So live generously. Church, it's time to move. God is the God who moves. And by the way, let's just throw his name up on the screen, God. Do you realize that two-thirds of that word is the word go? And do you realize that the other two-thirds of that word is do? It's time for us to go and do. It's time for a move. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loose. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. The wonders are still what you do. We are here for 
Come join me down front today because we believe that some of you need a move of God in your life, and we love to pray towards that. 
We love to affirm and come alongside of you in a time of need. And so today, if you feel comfortable doing that, we want to invite you to come and be prayed over today before you leave here. If not, you can simply text your concern, your need, a breakthrough you're longing for, maybe a celebration worth celebrating with you. You can text that to us and our ministry team will reach out to you and pray with you. Father, as we leave this place today, it's time for us to go and to do the things that you've called us to. It's good to gather, but the most beautiful moment of this time is about to happen as we scatter to go and do the things you want us to do. It's time to move.